to the podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Katie. And this is One, One Kiss, Kiss Means, Means Forever. Forever. This is the podcast that talks about the fine line between the most excellent vintage of your favorite expensive red and Boda Box. Just kidding. I like Boda Box. Uh, of, your fa- <laughs> of your favorite made-for-TV movies. But with that analogy, I guess it makes sense that we would, are here to talk about your favorite terrible and wonderful made-for-TV romances. Yes, we like are. the kind you see on Hallmark. Hallmark Movies Now. Of TV. Lifetime. You know it. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and you they're, they're, on, they're on all the channels at this point. In yeah. Some capacity. Um, or like sort of channels. I don't know what we call Netflix anymore. It's both movies and television, according to award shows. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, we've had this convo. Uh, yeah, on I think on the podcast. Yes, yes. So uh, today we're going to be talking about an old movie here. Um, it's from 2011. Damn. So sense. like, whoa. And it is called, (laughs) it is called The Chateau Moreau. Uh (laughs) Um, And this is what uh, the little synopsis is, according to the interwebs. Wendy is left a struggling winery in her father's will. While learning to manage it, she must contend with a cunning competitor and her feelings for his son. Uh, and this stars Marla Sokolov, Barry Watson, and Christopher Lloyd. Yay! <laughs> Doc Brown, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, made for TV romance favorite Marla Sokolov stars as Wendy, a financially inept woman who is trying to figure out herself in San Francisco. She is out putting up flyers for her new for her brand new dog walking business when she receives a phone call that her estranged father has died and she needs to come out to wine country to deal with his estate. She ropes her best friend Jennifer into accompanying her and the two ladies set off on a road trip. So right before they reach her father's, uh, Wendy and Jennifer stop to get gas. And when Wendy's card is declined, a handsome stranger in the form of Barry Watson swoops in and pays for their gas. And while it's a super nice gesture, Wendy is annoyed and won't tell him her name, which fair, you know, stranger danger and all that, Uh, (laughs) uh, which Jennifer chides her for because she's like, why won't you give the cute guy your number kind of deal? Um, because you should always give your name and number to cute guys with nice cars, no questions asked, I guess, in her world. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> this is uh, my favorite murder. Um... <laughs> right? So, uh, <laughs> they make it to the chateau. It turns out that Wendy's father left everything to Wendy including the struggling winery, the chateau itself, uh, everything. Uh, So the winery makes good wine, but apparently it's expensive, so it doesn't do that well uh, in terms of sales. Their neighbor, which is another winery that makes the dreaded boxed wine, is owned by Doc (laughs) Brown, Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) And his name in this movie is like Nathan or something, but we don't really care because whatever, it's Christopher Lloyd. Um, He's offered to buy 
the Chateau Moreau, the, the winery itself. But Wendy decides that she wants to try her hand at winemaking. Why not? Wine not. Why not? Also, because obviously winemaking is one of those jobs that you could be like, I think I'm going to do that today. So later, uh, while at the grocery store, Wendy again bumps into Barry Watson. And this time they do exchange names and numbers. And um, for reference, his name is Chris. Um, and she invites him over uh, for dinner with her and Jennifer and the assistant winemaker, Romario, um, who already like has a thing with uh, Jennifer. You know, they th- that's like unwarranted antagonism that wants to be sex um (laughs) uh, uh, but uh, all the food is gone by the time uh apparently i wrote christ (laughs) (laughs) the food is gone by the time christ arrives (laughs) it has been the apocalypse and christ is late yeah Uh, so all the food is gone by the time Chris arrives since he had to stop and talk with his father, who is none other than Duck Brown! Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The thought plickens. <laughs> Did as you say mother. the thought plickens? Yeah, my okay. mom used to say that all the time. <laughs> so to make it up, the fact that he was late and missed the food, um, uh, Wendy agrees to take Chris out for dinner. So they go on a date. And at this dinner, Chris and Wendy bond. But Chris is not being truthful. Wouldn't you know it? Deception. Um, he does not tell her that his father is Doc Brown or Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> he doesn't tell her. And so when he sees Francois, who is the head winemaker at the Chateau Moreau, uh, Chris ducks under the table and tells Wendy that he has seen an ex. This lie works, and the two of them get out of there and go toward the winery instead. And actually, it turns out Chris loves winemaking. So just to like clarify, Francois is is uh, Wendy's winemaker at the Chateau Moreau. Chris is sort of winemaker-ish for his dad at the neighboring winery, Christopher Lloyd, but there is contention between all of them. Cool? Got it? Great. (laughs) So the following evening, Wendy finally gets Chris over for dinner, uh, but uh, Christopher Lloyd is aware of the state, and he takes the opportunity of Wendy being distracted to sabotage all their good wine. Um, he like essentially drains a full vat onto the floor, which underhanded for sure. It's not even like friendly competition. It's not like, at all. It's just that's a. It, it is like I, I yeah yeah for sure. So Romario eventually like sees that the like tap is open or whatever. I don't know what the words are. Um, and, and so he catches the spill before everything's gone, but like half of the wine for the year is lost. Um, and Wendy and Chris are cleaning it up when it turns into a water fight, which leads to a distillery smooch. Ooh la la. Uh, Chris suggests that Wendy can blend the good wine with some not-so-good wine to make a cheaper but still good $10 bottle that might stay that might save the winery, even with a loss. 
Wendy convinces Jennifer, her friend, to quit her job in San Francisco and move out to the chateau and become her marketing manager. And then Francois, the chateau's winemaker, quits and goes to work for Doc Brown. The villainy is crazy. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people in this movie that are like, we're here, but now they're like, they start at A, but move to B, and B moves to A, and C is also in this mix somewhere. There's a lot of like, it, it's musical winemakers. And it's musical wines, because there are some <laughs> grapes that are like over here, and then there's like this old vine Zinfandel that Francois is like all about, which I think is on Chateau Moreau, but he wants, but he's not going to get it until Doc Brown owns it, and it's just it a yeah. mess. Yes. Uh, so Wendy, Chris, Jennifer, and Romario. Uh, continue to work on their blend and come up with one they like. Uh, they rebrand it as, I would you call this wine or YN? Yeah, it's it's more of a visual pun, um, right? But because I think it's still wine, but it is. I think it's, it's still wine YN. too. Right. It's it's the letters YN, and I think it's wine. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be like a text short because yeah, uh, you know they're hip and cool. And also, I feel like we have to, again, reiterate, this is 2011, so I think we're still in, like, like true T9. text messaging. Yeah. T- yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so you wouldn't have, you know, a full-on keyboard when you write words. If you <laughs> don't, don't know have... what T9 text is, you should Google it. Yeah. <laughs> luck, lucky you, you're young. Um, or, or super old. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but anyway, the, the four of them are really getting into this wine. They're really excited. Um, and their plan is to enter the wine into a competition that's coming up, um, which comes with winning money and a distribution contract. And, uh, I'm just a little confused because you'd think an established winery would have some sort of distribution contract with somebody at some point, but I guess they don't. So whatever. Yeah, it's all cray cray <laughs> the, the wine the winery business does not seem solidly represented right <laughs> but then things come crashing down with a one-two punch on wendy's birthday no less first she learns that christopher lloyd is chris's father dun, 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 and has told him about some things about the winery oh no and even though it's clear to us viewers that chris is clearly on wendy's side she feels understandably betrayed and then at the same time the bank cancels the winery's credit as they have learned from christopher lloyd about the wine spill so they're no longer gonna give them the credit because they are too risky. Right. And it was like a million dollar credit. I'm not sure yeah. why it wasn't just reduced, but whatever. Drama. Uh, yes. Uh, but even though Wendy's MO is to give up when things get hard, uh, she has finally found her niche as a winery owner. Uh, so she's going to make this work. You know, determination and all of that. So Wendy, Jennifer, and Romari work tirelessly to get the winery ready for the competition. Um, and they basically bank on winning. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what would happen if they don't win. I, I think it's just, like, full-on bankruptcy. Yeah, it's pack it up, go home. Yeah, but there's no home. Somehow set a fire, maybe get some insurance money. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
So at the wine competition, YN is up against Doc Brown's new wine in a bottle. Remember, he used to do boxed wine. So um, fancy. So now it's bottled. Yes, he's fancy. Um, but Christopher Lloyd secretly switches the bottle of YN with another that he's filled with some kind of gross, icky wine. But luckily, Chris sees him do that. He's going to fix it, but Wendy catches him and accuses him of sabotaging her. So he, since he's not going to convince her, he smashes the bottle and, forced her, and forces her to submit a new bottle since it's, you know, just a fresh bottle. So good going there, Chris. Good job. So one problem is solved. So when the winners are announced, YN takes the silver and Doc Brown takes the gold. And Wendy is heartbroken because, again, they're banking on winning. Uh, but things just don't seem right about that to Chris since, you know, he knows his dad. Um, mm-hmm. And he tastes the wine and he's like, I don't think this is right. He's not saying that the wine isn't good. He just claims that the winning wine is another more expensive wine with a cheap label on it, a la what neil keeps doing in white collar if you ever watch that show (laughs) um and when the judge tastes a different bottle of in theory the same wine as proof they realize that chris is right um it is just like they got a fancy bottle and put their label on it for that one bottle um and so the gold award gets reallocated to YN. Yay! So Chris's betrayal prompts Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd, Daddy, to essentially disown him. Like, he's like, you're dead to me. Which is actually pretty great, since Chris didn't really like him anyway. Which is really sad. Um, (laughs) But estrangement can be a good thing if it's healthier for people. This is your PSA from One Kiss Means Forever. Um, So Chris goes to see Wendy and hopes that she'll hire him since now she's financially set with her new YN deal. She does, and they're back to being in love. And even though they don't kiss at the end of this movie, they have before. And One Kiss kiss Means means forever. Forever. So they'll be bottling together in winery bliss. In my book, this movie has a lot of what the fuck moments. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so where do we start? I'm not sure. Wherever you would like. Okay, I I think me. we should. You start actually off... watched it more recently than I did, so. Yes, I suppose that's so. Um, I ha- I rewatched it. Uh, pretty recently because when we originally did our notes it was a while ago and then we just didn't really have the right time to record it so I needed a refresher Um, so uh, let's start with Christopher Lloyd Um, Mm. so first and foremost I feel like Christopher Lloyd is just better than this movie I I am personally a huge fan of Christopher Lloyd in a lot of ways Um, so the fact that he appears in this movie is a little bit strange but there's a couple people in this movie that are awesome like um the guy who plays Francois who is like a <laughs> you've seen him he's a who's yeah. that guy yeah he's totally a who's that guy when you first meet Christopher Lloyd he comes up to the chateau and he's talking to Wendy and Jennifer and he's basically like I am gonna buy this um whether you like it or not it's the best deal I've had my eye on it blah 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 mm-hmm. and he just is smarm and incarnate and when he walks away they literally the the line is literally said. He's pretty bad, right? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a very clear way of defining who the villain is here. How cool. Yeah. But the yeah. thing about Christopher Lloyd is 
he's he like he's always like golfing or shooting clay pigeons or whatever, doing everything but winemaking. And he moans and groans about being tired of boxed wine. And so the thing about that to me is, why don't you just put it in a bottle? Yeah, this movie, I have a note here. It's shockingly anti-boxed wine. And like, boxed as wine is becoming, film. like, delicious and huge. Yeah. Maybe not in 2011. I'll say that. Maybe, but. maybe not. But, like, you know, it just was sort of like, don't yuck someone's yum, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just thought it was an odd, uh, like, diss on boxed wine that, like, it was, like, like it doesn't have to be so anti-box wine specifically. Exactly, and I and I don't know. This might be a hot take, but I think that like Franzia is probably the same quality as Barefoot or Yellowtail, yeah. but it's Yellowtail and Barefoot have more clout because they're in bottles. So yeah, I mean, there's you... there is a hundred percent. There's a clout thing. I get that, but like. I feel like if you're making money on box wine, you should not be shitting on box wine. I agree. Like, Franzia has a time and place, and that time and yeah. place is sangria. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, there, uh, I want to talk about um, the winemaking business that these people have because it is baffling to me. <laughs> We've talked a little bit about like she can just get into the wine business doesn't know, need to know anything, apparently is great at running a winery or is not bad at running, running a winery, having, like, never been there before. Yep. That seems surprising, but whatever. Um, there, like, I've been to a number of wineries in my lifetime. They seem to have, like, two vats of wine that they can make at a time. And that's it, which doesn't seem like a lot to me. Hmm. You would think they would have a few more, but I don't know. I'm going to also leave that as like, okay. <laughs> but again, then you let things like a spill is going to make a huge dent in your profits. Right. They never discuss the growing of the grapes. Nope. But the parts I really want to go into are first, when they are creating YN. Um, I think they hand bottle and label their wine. They're like there are two like getting it done montages. Yeah. And one include... of them is, yeah, they're filling it up by hand. And then another one is that they're going through the proper distribution like way of doing it. I'm un I don't know how blends work. I'm not no, sure. But, but like you would think they they would have a bottling section because that's generally I think how it works. Um, which I, I just, like, didn't understand. Like, they're, they're putting the labels on by hand. Like, full on by hand. Maybe because which, they had their, it's so little time they can't put it in the machines for whatever reason. I can't imagine that that's faster, but... Okay. I don't know. Um, the, the other thing I want to discuss is white wine. Because white wine does exist in this world. And they, there is a white YN and there's a white, you know, like, it's not like they don't have one, but it's so throwaway. This movie is exclusively about red wine. Yeah. In a, in a way that is like bizarre. So, um, 
at the contest when there's a winner of the the wines they they show a white wine getting a winner um but there's only they don't get a gold silver and bronze they just have a winner and it's only the red that gets the gold silver and bronze i didn't catch that but i I think that there is a lot of snootiness around a white wine i like this movie the way that this movie is filmed because it's in california there's a lot of sunshine and opens like sky it looks hot in this movie it does look hot it might be filmed in winter i don't care but because they're there i feel hot watching them drink red wine outside with it because it looks hot so i want to be like that that's it's not wet weather for red wine why are you drinking it yeah like i mean it's it's so like you won't know it's wine if it's white wine yeah i feel like i don't i don't know what's happening don't give white wine as much credit as it should yeah, I feel I like, like red wine, wine is considered like the drama of the wine world, and white is I... considered the comedy of the wine world. Sure, I prefer white. Um... I also prefer comedies. <laughs> um, and also at those this winery. This is the other thing I want to talk about. So they they rebrand this winery. I don't think the winery itself gets rebranded, but you know, I guess it's just this this wine. I yeah, don't know this line of it. Yeah. Yeah. So they make themselves so that they're all stressed about making this wine getting it prepared but somehow they are able to get shirts made up for the (laughs) yn brand and those shirts come in three separate styles (laughs) so what it looks like to me rather than it being like we have three different styles of shirt it was who here has a wine-colored shirt? Great. We're going to get it embroidered. Because, <laughs> like, Romario's wearing a polo. Marla Sokolov has this, like, cute little thing. And then I, I don't remember what Jennifer's okay. wearing. But it's it's all it's three different styles of wine-colored, like, burgundy yeah. shirt that they yeah. have YN embroidered on. Yeah. I, too, but thought I... about that. <laughs> Especially since they're literally out of money at this point. But they yes. can afford... I was expense. like, what are you doing? Like, just, this doesn't make any sense. Nope. So we, um, this movie is Mar Vista. Um, yes. Just off the top of it. And so we watch this on Hallmark Movies now, but as you listeners of the podcast know, that that doesn't necessarily mean it was ever on Hallmark. Um, the thing about this movie that I think is a little bit different, and maybe I'm jumping the gun on new and noteworthy here, but um, there's a lot of straight up sex and sexual innuendo and like we're gonna have some sex kind of things. Uh, yeah, J- Jennifer and Romario are fucking like hardcore. Yeah, yeah. They like they um she takes him behind one of the tanks, which I'm sure is not sanitary, but it's very hot. And um his fly is down when they enter mm-hmm. a meeting. Like later, he mm-hmm. has to like pull it up. Awesome. Get it, girl. They're both very cute. But, like, um, when Wendy takes Chris on that dinner date to make up for not having enough food at that whatever, um, she was like, I was supposed to buy you dinner. I mean, because he he pays for the check. Um, And she gets mad because it was supposed to be on her. And she goes, yeah, I know Mm -hmm. it was a date. And I might have shaved my legs. And I might have gotten a bikini wax just in case. But whatever. And I was like, oh. I think that by definition means it wasn't on Hallmark. Yeah, I think you must be right. It must not have been on Hallmark. Um, but for anybody who wants a little bit more heat in their uh, made-for-TV romance, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe this is one you want to watch, but it's not like you see anything. No, um, you so don't see anything. That's it's it. It's just, it, it's implied. Um, yeah. But speaking of, like, Marla Sokolov, um, just one point that I, I sort of want to make is both both um, Wendy and Jennifer are painted as, you know, young, free, like, kooky, like, fly-by-the-seat-of-their-pants sort of, like, sexual women. I mean, granted, like, Jennifer has, like, a real job as a marketer, and Wendy is financially irresponsible, whatever. But I just don't buy Marla Sokolov as, like, the kooky free spirit. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, but she plays that a lot. I know she does, but for some reason, I just don't feel that that's who she is. I don't get it. I don't know. That's all yeah. I have. <laughs> um, Hallmark Hallmarks? Hallmark Hallmarks. Okay. Um, so I have a friend pushing for a romance to happen with essentially the first guy we run into. <laughs> yes. Because it's a man, obviously, you're supposed to be together. Um, antagonism, and I won't say unwarranted because I, too, would be upset if someone dipped their card in, uh, paid for my gas without asking or saying anything to me first. True. Uh, there is a best friend secondary romance. True. Uh, there is inherited wealth from an estranged relative. Uh, there's a competition coming. Hmm, yes. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, um, uh, Romario is Brazilian or Portuguese or something, and Jennifer happens to also be Portuguese by descent, so she speaks the language he is speaking. <laughs> yeah, right. And, it, like, for it not to be something like Spanish, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's like, okay, that flex there <laughs> yes um there is deception deception yeah he's lying about who he is mm-hmm. and other things um we've had this before that it was just a little moment but i had to write it down really bad hiding spots <laughs> right where it's like there's no way you, people didn't notice you <laughs> yeah um she accidentally drops a bottle of wine on her second meet cute with Chris, and then she's like, "Run!" and she hides behind nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we see it often. Yes, um, I have a struggling uh, winery, which can be pla- replaced with any business. Can be fixed with one great version of that business. In this case, wine that wins a contest. Yes. Like, you only need to do it once, and then we're going to, there no more struggling. Everything is saved <laughs> because we won a competition. Yeah. Um, there's a romance between competing com- companies mm. or whatever. Um, and I have that the lead has a signature necklace. Yeah, which we spoke about. Yeah, sens- we did. Sensibility. Yeah. Um, I have two more. I don't have any more. Um. In lieu of a snowball fight, we do have that water fight mm. when they're cleaning up, which I think that happens often. And Marla Sokolov does wear a red dress on her birthday. Mm. So that's a, a big there moment. There you go. Even though it didn't turn out well. <laughs> uh, I didn't have any pretty parades. I had an anti. Okay. Mostly, I hated Wendy's clothes. Okay. That's they, fair. 
I mean, there there was this like the last dress that she wears at the in the very last scene is like this dark blue top and a fun print bottom, but that was it. But there's this one strapless dress that she's wearing like during the first time she walks through the vineyard. That's mm-hmm. this like it's strapless, and it has this flowery and cheetah print print all over it and it's got these big ass pockets but not pockets that go inside the dress they're outside outside the dress like you would have like on an Mm -hmm. apron it's it was so weird and it was like a weird costume choice for the scene Mm -hmm. i actually thought of you a few times because there's a few times where i'm like the shoe the shoe game is inappropriate (laughs) yeah when they're cleaning up the wine she's wearing wedges yeah It's like, guys, sneakers. Sneakers are a thing. We're sneakers. <laughs> Although Jennifer did wear flip-flops a lot of the time. Um, across the universe? I have one that's not really one. Do you have a okay. real one? Well, I we've talked about the signature key necklace that yeah. Marla Sokoloff is wearing in this, similar to the signature key necklace that she wears in Sense and Sensibility. Um, and I have that this is another movie where Barry Watson lies to a girl that he is in love with, like, an hour behind. <laughs> <laughs> My Across the Universe is when Christopher Lloyd uh, used the, like, let the wine out of the pipe. I couldn't help but think of, oh my god, it's Dip! <laughs> it's from, who's from Roger Rabbit. There. New and Noteworthy. Um, we talked about the full-on sex in this movie. Yeah, I, I have, in, my notes are italicized in, in all caps. That just says, premarital sex! <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I think we should, again, state no final kiss. I think, like, which are, like, weirdly opposing. Well, the, the reason I think there's not a kiss, and I had this in my notes, but I didn't talk about it. Is the final scene when he comes over and is like, "Do you need a Do you need a winemaker?" And she's all like, "Yeah, sure." Um, she is scattering her father's ashes, yeah. and so she has the urn in her hand, and she's like scattering his ashes. And then he like holds her hand and walks with her while she's holding the urn. So mm-hmm. number one, holding yeah. Daddy Ash's hand, and number two. I think it'd be really inappropriate to have a final kiss while you're holding your dead father. So, well, okay. So speaking of the dead father, he gets cre- cremated before she arrives, which I thought was weird. Yeah. And then he sits in her closet as cremated ashes for the entirety of the movie. Just, just putting out there that that felt uncomfortable and weird. Maybe she felt like she needed to have the time with his remains first. Unsure. Yeah, but you wouldn't keep them in your closet if that was the case. Yeah. I just, it just like, you know, if she if she had been close to her father and not wanting to let him go, I would have bought it. I just like didn't understand the, her thought process there of like, just do it. Like if if he doesn't matter to you, no idea. I just had one other new and noteworthy um about the opening sequence of this movie, which is mm-hmm. animated, which we do see sometimes, but not as yeah, often like, as we. Yeah, uh, like Grease or something or down with love (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) um uh but in that opening sequence we get almost every single character that is in the film in that opening sequence like down to the guy who does the 
judging in the wine competition at the end. Like, he's got billing in the opening credits, yeah. which is very strange to me. Um, so that was a new and noteworthy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Supporting shout-out. Supporting shout-out. Um, I said that, like, I really enjoy the Jen Romario story, but I'm not sure I would bring them all the way to a supporting shout-out. I kind of wrote the same thing. I said Jennifer is a good friend, and I love that she's a free and sexy relationship with Romario, but I don't particularly, like, think that they're supporting enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Though, also, I just want to say, I like that their names are Jennifer and Romario, because it's, like, sort of, kind of close to Romeo and Juliet. And Aww. I was like, hee Anyway, Cute. that was my, my being the theater kid that I am. <laughs> kiss meter um i thought this was a pretty good kiss i gave it a nine wow um i thought it had lots of contact and decent passion and it would be a 10 if it just had a little bit more oomph it was missing oomph <laughs> yeah um i gave it a seven interesting because okay. I well, the lead up was like a nine and ten because they're in the mm-hmm. middle of that water fight, and then they like look at each other. It's real hot. It's like gonna get it, but then Barry Watson seems really into it. But Marla Sokolov is just so tight lipped, and I think I remember mm. this from Sense Sensibility as well. Uh, yeah, I think that's her. Yeah, and so I couldn't get there. Okay, I, I, that's so fair. Also, the song. Was really sappy that was playing when they were kissing. I mean, it's not supposed to be like memorable at all, but I have one thing to say about the song music in this movie. So, the song during this kiss is really sappy and stupid, but during the last scene when they're scattering the ashes, just Mm want to point out that while she's like, Come with me while I sprinkle my dad's ashes, the song playing has the lyric that repeats, You're my favorite dessert. Ew. I know. It's just like, you're my favorite dessert. And I'm like, that is disgusting. <laughs> All right. That's it. All right. So, Katie, would you recommend this movie? Would you watch this movie? You know, no. I, I, think, I think that if you, there are better wine movies out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked everybody. Um. I liked everybody in it. I think it's fine. I think it tries to be something fun and whatever, but I just am such a Christopher Lloyd fan, like so much, mm-hmm. that it made it made me sad to watch him in a movie in a role like this, to be perfectly okay. honest. Because that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean I like it's not my favorite movie. It's got cute moments. Um my my thing is that like I, I this is one of the ones that I saw like early in my like made for TV rom com discovery of self journey, <laughs> um, and I remember it. And maybe it's because it was an early one, but I feel like when they're really awful, I like legit don't remember them True. anymore. So like I don't know if that means that this is actually better than I think it might be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I will say that I did appreciate um the the Chateau Moreau is known for their Merlot 
And um, I now don't drink Merlots because of Sideways. And they mm. actually mentioned that in the movie. They're like, yeah, yeah you, you're, you're pretty much shooting yourself in the foot now because Sideways, like, <laughs> dumped that market. <laughs> and I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I think I'm being overly harsh on it. But... Yeah, I mean, like, also you don't have to like it. It's, that's true. That's allowed. That's true. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's one of those ones where I feel like I wouldn't be, like, super pissed off if I had to watch it again. I just don't know that I would go and search it out again. I... I watched this movie twice now, and I don't think I was able to really pay attention both times. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I got distracted by shiny things. <laughs> but um, I'm happy to have yeah. watched it so we could talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's always fun to talk about the movies. Um, so anyway, everybody, thank you. Yay. Uh, thank you for... Uh, chatting with us and listening to us and being overly warm in our closets with us <laughs> i feel like i'm going to like melt <laughs> i'm gonna pour um, myself a glass of rosé after this so uh follow us on twitter and facebook and instagram at one k-i-s-s-m-e-a-n-s four e-v-e-r uh that's our handle one one kiss means forever where the one and the four are numbers yes and you can email us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com where everything is spelled out just like on the logo you can tell us how you feel about boxed wine uh that'd be great to know <laughs> we're just pro wine i think at this point yeah right? and you know what you get drunk enough it doesn't matter where it comes from start yeah. with the good stuff and then go <laughs> to whatever the rest is right right um and remember to uh rate and review us on uh, apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast that would be very helpful uh and thank you as always to flint pastors for intro outro music and his stuff is on spotify and soundcloud yeah yeah thanks guys we'll see you next time bye-bye Killed your brother. I looked and speak.